What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome to today's live stream, uh, the first live stream of 2022. Gosh, that sounds weird, right? 2022. Next year's 2023. Um, Tesla, Tesla's going to the moon. If you guys didn't hear, uh, do a couple quick, quick, uh, just little personal shares before we get into the stream at the top of the hour. We're going live a few minutes early because uh, wanted to share. My, my girlfriend got me this Cybertruck hat and this shirt. And uh, this is actually a YouTuber, Stephen Mark Ryan, solving the money problem swag. And uh, I really like watching his shows. He posts a video every day talking about Tesla and uh, their latest uh, you know, progressions. And if you guys didn't hear, Tesla crossed over 300,000, like 305,000, I think, or 303,000 deliveries for Q4 2021. And, um, you know, we could talk about Tesla all the time on this channel, right? They're, they're an industry 4.0 leader in the space. They're on our industry 4.0 data set with the normal distribution, like they're three standard deviations above the mean. So we talk about Tesla a lot on this channel and, um, you know, Elon Musk actually tweeted in December, Hey guys, Tesla, and he did an all Tesla employees email, which, you know, got leaked. <laughs> uh, so he said, Hey guys, you know, Unlike previous quarters, this quarter, we're not going to try to rush deliveries. We're not going to spend excessive amount of uh, overtime. We're not going to spend excess on freight to try to push deliveries, you know, at the end of the quarter, because at, in six months, it won't make a difference anyways, right? Historically, uh, deliveries would shoot up near the end of the quarter, and then the next month, they would sort of be a little bit lower. So over time, um, you know, the Tesla quarter deliveries are... And that makes the 303,000 even more impressive that they didn't really rush to get that, right? Wall Street, I think they had their analysts estimating like from 275 and even the most uh, bullish of estimates were at like 290. So to hit over 300,000, you know, it's a 1.2 million annual run rate. Um, let, let me know what your guys' predictions are for Tesla deliveries in Q or in 2022, right? Um, 1.5 million, 1.6. I think they I think they could reasonably hit 1.7 million deliveries this year. Hey, hey Lee Taylor, how's it going? Uh, hey Jonah, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining the stream. Happy New Year's, Alan. Good to see you. Uh, Anders, thank you for joining as well. Yeah, so let me know. Uh, type in the comments below. What do you think the Tesla uh, 2022 deliveries will be? Keeping in mind that uh, you know they did 300,000 and Q4 2021, I think the total deliveries for 2021 was like 930,000. So I think Wall Street has estimates about 1.2 million, which their current Q4 deliveries are already at a rate that should surpass that. And they're spinning up two gigafactories, Giga Berlin and Giga Texas this year. They may not hit their full one, you know, 1 million cars per year this year, but 2023, 2022 and 2023 are going to be absolutely insane for Tesla. So just a quick little personal share there. All right, so it's eleven or it's eleven o'clock here in Salt Lake City, twelve o'clock noon Central. We go live every week. Um, we actually took two weeks off uh, at the end of December, which was very much needed. So it's good to be back. And um, yeah, so we go live fifty times a year every Tuesday at noon Central. Subscribe, ring the bell, join us. Um, we've taken a lot of feedback, and you know, over the last couple of weeks, we had some time to really. 
uh, analyzed this year and I've got some numbers that I'm going to share. What are what were the 4.0 solutions channels numbers for 2021, including like subscribers, watch time, views and AdSense revenue. I'm going to share what our AdSense revenue was for 2022, uh, 2021. Some of you guys have asked that, you know, how much money does 4.0 solutions make by running ads on YouTube? It's a small percentage of our revenue, but it's a common thing for YouTubers to do is to share that number. So I've got that. I've also got our top 10 videos for the year. Uh, we're going to touch on 2021 sponsors. We've got a lot of people interested in sponsoring our channel for 2022. So, um, you know, I want to I want to thank the 2021 sponsors. We're going to talk about some upcoming content. Um, in addition to this new live development series that we're kicking off, which I'm going to be starting today, we're going to be uh, having a couple interviews. That's one thing that you guys really liked last year was like when we brought on a guest. And um, so we're going to be bringing on a guest for the full hour, doing like a full podcast, and then we'll be picking up, you know, the next week on. Um, so we're planning on doing at least one to two uh, live interviews every every month. So you know, like 12 to 20 for the year. The first one that we've got is actually Luke Small with Chakra. Um, and, you know, that's coming up this month. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll, I'll share what the others are when I get to that portion. Um, we have a couple of industry program training updates. We just opened up our mentorship program. So I want to share some of the details about that. Um, enterprise training, digital mastermind, mentorship, um, and then we have a couple updates on the industry 4.0 community discord server and we also have a new advisory board so i want to talk a little bit about that then we have some industry news and then uh, i want to get into today's training so make sure to stick around um if you guys want to you can listen to this weekly live show every uh you know on all the major podcasting sites apple spotify google um you know feel free to you know download it download and subscribe to 4.0 solutions podcast on your favorite podcasting app, give us a five-star review because we put a lot of time and effort into this. Um, and um, we're actually doubling the amount of time that we're spending preparing for this live stream every day or every week. Um, so last year, we you know had to set a time to prepare for this. this. This year, we're doubling that. So especially with the live development series that we're doing. So, you know, we're just trying to increase the value of our content. Um, expect additional videos in addition to the live stream. And... Um, yeah, this this live stream is actually brought to you by our programs linked below industry 4.0 mentorship program available for registration. It's actually going to stay open for registration. Uh, we did a launch sale back in December and, you know, now you can still join at any time throughout the year. That was another feedback we got is, you know, hey, we I want to join mentorship. I don't want to have to wait six months. You can join at any time, get right caught up and join our monthly calls. And um, so, yeah. Also, Digital Factory Mastermind. Let me go ahead and share my screen here. Hey, Manbeer. Hey, Yuri. Welcome. Hey, Kurt. Yeah, Kurt, uh, industry, uh, Tesla is an industry 4.0 lighthouse. Um, yeah, over automation was a problem. But, um, you know, it's like it's digital transformation is painful, right? And it's an iterative process. You, you're not going to get it right on the first time. Hold on, let me not share the wrong screen here. So, um, yeah, Elon Musk admit that when they try to spin up Model 3, they over-automated. And that's why he has this five-step de design process, like question the requirements, delete the part or process, um, you know, and, that, you know, 
then you know basically delete the part of process and then um optimize cycle time and then automate right rather than trying to automate like he he, he admits that he did all those five steps backwards let me let me pull it up actually real quick elon musk five step process all right so the the elon musk design prop uh principles this is a quick little side note okay here are the five steps all right number one make the requirements oh yeah so number one make the requirements less dumb your requirements are definitely dumb doesn't matter who gave them to you it's particularly uh you definitely want to question them if it came from a department because it may have been a requirement that came from an intern in some department that's no longer even there and people just continue to follow that requirement especially true for like inline testing when you're doing a startup of a you know you're doing inline testing for a particular quality problem when you're doing a startup um that sometimes that part of that that requirement should go away after you've you know proven valid uh process right you've validated the process you should remove that inline testing sometimes it doesn't get removed so make the requirements less dumb. Your requirements are definitely dumb. Delete the part or process. If you're not adding things back in at least 10% of the time, you're clearly not deleting enough. So you need to over over delete. We have a tendency to under delete our school system sort of our school system sort of trains us to think this way. Like we never get to question that the teacher's problem or question that they give us is dumb. Um, so, you know, we're just sort of trained to like follow these instructions. You should be deleting stuff, deleting the part or process, then simplify or optimize the design, then accelerate cycle time. You know, we talked about OEE, right? Increasing performance. You want to accelerate the cycle time to your theoretical max, then automate, right? So he, what he, what he did, he did actually backwards. He tried to, uh, in particular, like there was a, uh, the battery cell, um, there was a problem with the battery cell. It was like the choke point of the model three production line. Um, there was like a fireproofing in between the battery cell and like the, the floor of the vehicle. And so they were trying to like automate with robots to try to improve, you know, and then they try to increase the cycle time, like, you know, speeding up the robot movements. And then they try to simplify or optimize it. Finally, they go back to actually, you know, question, Hey, you know, they went to the, uh, fire safety team. Hey, is this, is this mat here for fire safety? They're like, no, it's for sound. It's for sound, um, quality. Then they go over to the sound quality team and the sound quality team says, no, that's that mat there is for fire safety. So like they didn't even know what the requirements were, like both teams thought it was the other team's requirement. And so finally, they just deleted the part or process and they took it out. And so like they spent all this time trying to automate, trying to accelerate the cycle time, then simplify. Then finally, they question <laughs> the requirement, which is what they should have done first. But yeah. Um, that has nothing to do with their actual industry 4.0 score. It actually makes them rank a little bit higher on leadership and innovation. Um, industry, the industry 4.0 score comes down to like 10 pillars and, um, it's, you know, it's infrastructure, it right operations. There's all these 10 pillars and their integration amongst departments is like, unlike any other company, right? They do updates every three hours. So, you know, like the 250 kilowatt charging example, for example, 250 kilowatt charging was like an idea someone had and they tested it. And then three hours later, 
the new cars coming off the production line were able to accept 250 kilowatt charging just like that right so um you know it's it's about their infrastructure it's about their leadership right these are all pillars of the um industry 4.0 score over automating and running into issues is a natural part of the that's a natural part of the process you should expect that right so um but thanks for uh thanks for the question and not many people know that that tesla's a the lighthouse in industry 4.0 all right so let me blow this up here all right so this is the uh the live stream one note i'm actually creating a um in the training uh, i'm actually gonna this is our part of our mentorship program one note we last year we had a mastermind one note and this year i wanted to also create a one note for everyone in mentorship so if you're in mentorship you're going to get access to this one note and it's going to have like our step-by-step -step instructions not only for mentorship but also like this live development series so if you want to support the stream join our mentorship program and help support this channel um, there will be a link below to join that you'll get access to this step-by-step -step guide if you just want to follow along for free do it at home you know feel free to do that as well so right so yeah the sponsor digital factory mastermind uh, we're doing a 12-week accelerator program starting on february 2nd this has been something that has been requested uh you know mastermind is a month it's a it's a subscription annual subscription program with new training developed each month so last year we developed uh, 12 new training modules and so this year we wanted to go back and you know do like do a cohort of new members that have joined in the last few months maybe they haven't had time to go through it or maybe they've had time to go through some of the modules or if you want to sign up in January, now's a really great time because we're going to be doing this 12-week accelerator program, getting you through the first 12 modules of Mastermind in 12 weeks, meeting each week with a group to go over what was learned and discussed. Uh, so here's the accelerator track. Here's the actual Mastermind timeline. So on, on February 2nd, we're going to be going over the first module, step one of Mastermind. That was the foundation meet and greet this was the very first mastermind we actually did in 2020 late 2020 uh we'll go over the industry 4.0 principles the steps to digital transformation and then we did a unified namespace demo with architecture with ignition um that's about eight hours so the way it's going to work is you're going to go through the go through the eight hours training module by yourself and then we're going to get together in a group each week to to review and um step two on the ninth going into erp ERP integration, how to, how to set it up, what, what is an ERP, types of ERP, the roles of ERP and digital transformation. Really, really important. A lot of people get stuck at this point, right? If you join mentorship, you could probably get through a UNS demo and, and architecture with Ignition, but you know, Mastermind's really where you unlock a lot of the value for a full, complete, a full stack integration, right? Step three, um, Again, we're going over the industry 4.0 principles, steps to digital transformation. Then we bring up unified namespace structure and events, and also integrating with a historian. We show you how to do a MQTT-based historian. This one was actually with Jeff Nepper and um, Canary. Uh, step four, MES, building a digital MES for your proof of concept. Really valuable piece of content. Um, actually, uh, Jeff Rankinen, who's... Um, member of the community just joined mastermind. He sent me a message on discord and he was like, he actually asked a question in the mastermind private discord area. Like, 
you know, he was going through step four on his own. And, you know, he had a question about like when quoting a, a digital a proof of concept for like a digital MES, like he had a question about software and licensing and how to structure it. So really cool. That's another benefit of mastermind is you getting the uh, private discord access to get to get support. Right. But, um, you know, each week we're going to, like I said, go through the training on your own and then we're going to get together in a one hour group session in mastermind, talk about the actual uh, session, what was learned to help, you know, keep you motivated to go through it as quickly as possible. Also, if you've already been in mastermind, like, you know, feel free to, you know, there'll be a sign up link to join and go through the accelerator program with us again, right? If you want to get more out of the program, you want to go back and review it, going through the accelerator track is going to be highly valuable. Now I'll go through this real quick. Step five steps to digital transformation. This is learning the digital transformation maturity assessment process that was broken down into part one and part two. Um, so, you know, that's a really, really valuable training. That's, that's our DTMA framework, right? We, that's something that when clients come to us and they want to digitally transform, it's the step-by-step -step guide, including the questions to ask the meetings to set up, how to score the client. Um, so that is our process. That's one of the biggest values of mastermind is, you know, if you're an architect or you're a consultant, learning how to do DTMAs is going to be incredibly valuable. You get your, your, uh, your return on investment many times over just by doing one DTMA. Uh, step six, industry 4.0 principles, uh, steps to digital transformation, DTMA examples. And then we brought up introduction to cloud. We did Amazon Web Services Immersion Day uh, with Michael Brown. Uh, so then also step two, uh, step seven is Amazon Web Services Immersion Day Part Two. So that was broken down into two sections. Step eight, digital di disruptive leadership training. This was sort of a uh, wasn't on on the schedule, but it sort of got integrated because you know a lot of a lot of this um, success boils down to your leadership capabilities. Right. You're going to be going up against large political organizations. You're going to be leading teams. You're going to have to understand and know what is disruptive leadership. What are the types of leadership? What are the personality types of people that are going to be building? You're going to be building teams with what is a transformative leader? Uh, and, and again, how to build teams. So this one was a little bit shorter of a session, but super valuable um, in your learning and growing process. Uh, step nine is when we brought out supply chain. So step nine, step 10 and step 11 are supply chain intro to supply chain. What is supply chain history of supply chain? Where are we now? Where are we going? Supply chain part two. What does industry 4.0 mean to supply chain? We did a little example on quote to delivery with, with one of our customers and uh, we did a lesson in OEE. And then the last step 11, last session of um, actually, um, yeah, digital, digital supply chain year in review um and then step 12 intro to 2022 mastermind content q1 is machine learning right we're going to be setting up a machine learning collecting the data setting up a um, machine learning algorithm and doing a proof of concept example with machine learning so like that's going to be the bulk of you know the first uh, quarter in, in 2022 for mastermind so with that that's the accelerated track um you know definitely There'll be a link below if you want to book a call, answer any questions before you'd like to join, or you can just go to our IOT university and sign up um, for the annual program to get into the accelerator track. Any questions?
Happy New Year, man beer. Welcome to the fourth day of the best year of my life. <laughs> Let's go, Dan. IT and Automation Academy, welcome. Thank you for joining. Hey, Tom, welcome. Good to see you. Cheryl, good to see you here. All right. Um, Cheryl's on the advisory board, actually. I'll talk about that in a second. But um, all right. So. All right. So I want to go over what are what are our numbers for 2021? So the 4.0 Solutions YouTube channel, we gained over five five hundred and seven thousand views with three point two six four million watch time. And that's in minutes. Absolutely insane. Thank you guys, you know, for subscribing, joining the channel, watching the content, sharing it. Uh, we added 8,424 new subscribers. We just crossed over 15,000 subscribers on January 3rd. So we didn't make 15,000 last year, but we started the year with like, you know, around 5,000. So we, we basically like tripled our subscriber base in 2021. Um, and we had an estimated revenue of 5,572 in AdSense and also YouTube channel memberships. So, you know, it's a small drop in the bucket, but it does help, um, you know, without, without the YouTube AdSense or without sponsorships or without, um, the, you know, our course sales, we wouldn't be able to do this every week, right? This resources helps us provide the training and it helps us on our mission to save and create middle-class jobs by helping manufacturers do more with less in training the industry how to do more with less so um you know also if you're thinking about starting a youtube channel um you know definitely recommend it it did take us a while to get here but uh you know about six five to six hundred bucks a month is not you know not not bad so these are our top videos in the in the period i want to just go over the first top three plc versus skater versus dcs many of you guys might be surprised at this but um you know, this one actually had 35,000 views last year. So it continues to be one of our top, top most watched videos every, every month. And, um, you know, I can't tell you why. I mean, I guess it's, well, I could tell you why if I went into the analytics, but it's people are searching for it and YouTube's recommending it has an average view duration of over 50%. So YouTube's recommending it even more. So it's a, it's a great way for people to stumble across and come across our channel. Um, second most viewed video of 2021 industry 4.0 rant by Walker Reynolds. It's a classic. If you haven't watched that in a while, definitely go back and watch it again. Uh, 18,416 views and number three, IOT versus digital transformation versus industry 4.0, uh, average view duration of 56.7% with 13,362 views. Um, you know, the 10th most viewed video had over 8,900 views. I thought the uh, four ways to monetize industry 4.0 was going to make it. It was uh, pretty close. It'll probably be one of the most viewed videos this year. It got over 6,900 views in, in November. Just a breakout video. That one was done by yours truly. So, um, yeah, really excited to see, you know, these videos continue to perform. Some of them that we, you know, made back in 2018. What is IIoT still, you know, number four most viewed video of our channel. So we want to create a, this in 2022. Our goal is to create more top two, top viewed videos like this, right? One of the ones I want to create that I, I think has some potential is what is industry 5.0? Um, it's, it's no longer a buzzword. It's actually starting to become a thing. And, um, 
you know, it incorporates many of the concepts we already talk about on our channel. We just didn't know about it until, um, you know, people just kept talking about Industry 5.0. So um, I want to do a video on what is Industry 5.0. And um, yeah. All right, moving on. So in 2021, we had a total of five sponsors. We started taking sponsors like in late summer of last year with um, with PLC Next being the first sponsor of our channel. They sponsored our mentorship program, Swag Pack. We still have about um, a couple dozen of those. And so those are coming. Uh, you know, we had a, a bunch of people sign up for mentorship program. If you were one of the early people to sign up for the mentorship launch last, you know, um, in December, you'll probably get one of these swag packs sent to you because there are some still left over. But, um, you know, it may be cool to do another swag pack this year. So, you know, we're looking that should actually say sponsors 2021. Yeah, it says right there. Sorry, I made, <laughs> made a mistake there. But uh, yeah, we're looking for more sponsors in 2022. So if you guys are interested in working with 4.0 solutions, you have a your vendor, um, you know, your product company, definitely reach out to us. You can, you can use the link below to book a call and we can send you our slide slide deck for our sponsorship pro packages. Uh, but Phoenix Contact, then we had EMQX, the enterprise broker, EMQ. Um, we also had them on one of the community spotlights. That was that was really cool to interview Jalen and his team. And then we had Canary, Canary Labs. Um, you know, one of the one of the top performing videos was uh unified namespace and and a historian and um you guys really seem to like that video that i used the vibe board on so uh hive mq and io easy vpn and io hub io hub's making a lot of moves this year recently open sourced their io hub os so really cool to be sponsored by easy vpn and um you know to take a look at uh their hardware definitely if you're containerizing packages right if you want to run uh virtual containers Docker containers, IO Hub is a platform you want to take a look at to, to do that. Um, and then HiveMQ, last but not least, um, you know, HiveMQ we love. We've been talking about it for years now. So uh, they wanted to kind of give back to the community and sponsor our channel. So we're actually using HiveMQ on a really large um, ent enterprise rollout of uh, Industry 4.0 uh, system, using it, leveraging the HiveMQ broker for our unified namespace for like a large bakery project um bakery of the future so all right so upcoming content and i promise i'll make this short because i want to get to the development all right so upcoming content uh interview with luke small with chakra on january 18th mark your calendars if you guys want to just put a put a block on Tuesdays from 12 to 1 central time and like have it repeat for 50 times. So you guys know to, you know, set that side of time, come join the live streams. Um, you know, it's really awesome having everyone here from the community. So thank you for your support. Um, and Jeff Winter for, with Microsoft on February 1st. Also, I've been talking with Jake with the Manufacturing Millennial about coming on the podcast. Massive, massive success on LinkedIn and getting more people aware of the manufacturing space. He posts a lot of like, almost like how it's made type videos. He repurposes them and, you know, he's getting more people on LinkedIn aware about manufacturing. And so it's really cool. Would love to have him on, maybe talk social media, talk robotics, uh, industry 4.0. So that would be cool. 
All right, so quick training program update. So um, everyone, if you don't know, we have three training programs. Really, it's just two, Industry 4.0 Mentorship Program and our Digital Mastermind Program. But we also package those two together in our Enterprise Training Program. Right now, we have three large customers in our Enterprise Training Program um, that starts at five plus seats. We actually just had, I didn't get permission yet, but I do want to share one of the... Um, if when I get permission, I can share the company's name, but a company that's um, based in the United States has about 40 employees. They wanted to stay, you know, they came across the channel and, and he's like, you know, in 2022, I want to, I want industry 4.0 to be what we stake our claim on. And so he signed up 15 of his engineers um, and a couple of salespeople, his co-founder, 15 people for the mentorship or the mastermind, you know, the enterprise training program, which includes mastermind and mentorship. Uh, so that was really exciting that that came in December that that actually was what helped. Um, and then we have a couple more. And then we also have a really large enterprise customer that's over a thousand seats. So that's something we're really going to be focusing on this year is scaling our enterprise training program. And again, that benefits everyone, you know, who personally joins mastermind or mentorship because that that work gets you guys get access to those updates, right? We just launched the intro to industrial data ops training that Walker did in December that was that was you know funded by the enterprise training program um, there's another module coming out how does IIoT apply to me and we're going to break it down by the role if you're in operations what should you be thinking about for IIoT if you're in uh, maintenance what should you be thinking about what is a good starting place for IIoT right obviously operations and control you know, that's something we talk about a lot, but like, what if you're an executive? How does IIoT apply to executives? What should they be thinking about? Uh, so that's another module coming out and everyone in mentorship will get access to that as well. But, um, you know, with, with the 15 seat uh, mastermind uh, enterprise package that we sold in December that that's, um, they invested in, we hit our goal of 99 members. So, you know, for the last, uh, the second half of 2021, we kept saying, hey, you know, we've got 60 members in mastermind our goal is 99 we've got 75 ma members in mastermind our goal is 99 so we actually freaking hit our goal which is freaking awesome so you guys rock um it's truly humbling to um you know be there to help support you guys and to coach you guys through becoming an industry 4.0 leader becoming a solutions architect leading these type of projects and so it's um you know it feels really great um, you know, and again, that's why I wanted to, to launch the accelerator track. So all the new members can get, get up to speed quickly. In addition to the accelerator track every month, we're still developing new training in 2022. So it definitely is a lot, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the necessary steps to become the, the leader in the space. So that's why we put that program together. Mentorship really designed for the person who's just getting started in industry 4.0 wants to help, wants to develop their first industry 4.0 application. They want to work on industry 4.0 projects. We hit 365 members of mentorship with 84 being added in the month of December. And, um, and that's, that's pretty impressive considering that the price of mentorship went up by three times. Um, the reason for that being is it's continuing to get better over time. And also it includes access to code Academy pro, which we pay for, for your seat. Um, I still have a lot of discord messages to go through. I've just been getting caught up this week. So if you guys have, if you're in mentorship and you've asked to be, you know, have your mentorship role added, or you've asked to 
asked about the Code Academy Pro licenses, we are getting to that. Um, the way it works is when you're ready to start doing those courses, let us know and we'll give you access for three months at a time. And, you know, if you need more time, we can extend it. But if not, once you finish the core requirements, then we can give your seat to someone else. Um, and that helps us keep the costs as low as possible. But yeah, truly, truly insane. Um, we did a new training portal update. So the, the UI of mentorship sort of changed and, um, you know, pretty excited about that. It's a little bit more easy to navigate. You can go through all the previous mentorship calls. You can see the core non-technical training, which is expanding module one through module four. Module five is coming. Um, and then the mentorship step training, which includes, um, you know, platform training, right? Inductive automation, right? We're leveraging Tatsoft's new training university. Um, and as well as the Code Academy requirements that we ask you to go through. And then the 99 step practical. If you guys are in mentorship, the goal is to get you through mentorship as quickly as possible and get you to complete the 99 step practical. And then you could book a practical review session with our team. And that's a one hour review session where we go through that project with you, answer any questions. Um, but you know, it's, it's a monumental achievement. It, you know, it takes, you know, it probably takes about over a hundred hours to go through all of the mentorship training to get to your 99 step practical. So, uh, it's an, it's an, it's an achievement that you guys should be proud of. And a quick update on the Discord server. We have 3,220 3, members. Sorry, <laughs> tongue tied there. Hey, Mason. Hey, Henry. Greetings from Sweden. Is that Sweden? And let me know if that's, I think that's Sweden or Switzerland or something. Hey, Anthony. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Abdul. All right, so yeah, 3,220 members in Discord, pretty mind-blowing. Um, we're partnered with Discord now. We reached the community size and re engagement requirements to become a Discord partner. So that's pretty exciting. Um, and then we just launched Norway. All right, Norway, thank you. Henry said, uh, hello, hello all, greetings from Norway. Welcome, thank you for joining. All right. Um, and then uh, the community advisory board. This is something that really was uh, something we'd been wanting to do. We'd been wanting to put together a steering committee, uh, but the community sort of came together in, in December and uh, they came to us with some recommendations. That's part of what, you know, what you're, the changes that you're seeing today and, and with the live development series that was coming from, you know, directly from you guys. Um, you know, the Discord server is like way too, too much for any one person to kind of go through all of it. So the steering or the advisory board is there to help us. Um, you know, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to them at the top of the advisory board, right? David Schultz, he's the industry 4.0 prototype, been a member of the community for a really long time. So he's the chairman of the board. And then uh, Mario Ishigawa, uh, he's the co-chairman with PacIoT. And then uh, the other members of the board are Taylor Turner, Brendan Riley, Cheryl McCrary, Matthew Paris, and Ali Ahmed. So um, truly, truly thankful. It's a big time commitment. So these people are committing time to, to develop the community and give us feedback on what new content should we develop? How should we, how should we you know, organize the community? They're there to reach out. We're also gonna be organizing some breakout study groups for mentorship. So in addition to this live training, 
which is, you know, funded by our mentorship program um, and and the 99 step practical, which is kind of separate. Right. Um, there's study groups. Right. So you can join a study group that's led by one of, um, you know, Dave Schultz started the Dave Schultz and, and Dan Riken started the first study group. But we're going to be creating more study groups and organizing it. The advisory board is going to be helping us do that. And um, I think the, the advisory board is going to last for like or it's going to stay in perpetuity, but the members are going to be changed out like I think every year. So like in 2023, we'll have new a new advisory board. And as a as a token of our appreciation, everyone in the advisory board gets a one year free access to our mastermind program, which is valued at over a three thousand dollar investment. So, um, you know, it's a token of our appreciation. We thank you know, we thank the advisory board and thank everyone who actually helped set it up. I know Cheryl was a large part behind that. Um, even um, people that aren't on the advisory board that are part of the study group, John McKeon and um, Kevin Jones with Ectobox, like they were a huge part of developing this advisory board, but they themselves are, you know, running companies and didn't have the time to commit to being an advisory board leader. So everyone, thank you. Uh, you know, we couldn't do this without the community. So very much appreciated. Uh, quick industry news update. Uh, Highbyte raises a $3.5 million seed round uh, to speed growth in industrial data ops market. Let me pull up the website here. So this uh, was something that kind of came out last year uh, in December, but I want to you know touch on it again. Um, absolutely amazing. So, you know, I can't imagine once they get to their series A's, series A, like the amount of resources and development is going to just skyrocket with high bite, you know, high bite to the moon. We're high on high bite, um, you know, all of the <laughs> euphemisms. Uh, so there's a fully subscribed round of 3.5 million in new capital to fuel the company's next phase of growth. The round was led by a family offices of Seth and Cindy Laurie and Soren and Caroline Oberg. Um, also, um, member of the community, um, Rick Bellotta is an angel investor in Highbyte now and also part of their advisory board. So, you know, Rick, who joined the Discord community back in October, I think now is one of the most active members of the Discord. And, um, you know, I think he was doing a lot of research in the Discord to see, you know, what is it the industry needs? What is it the industry wants, right? Industrial data ops, right? They need a platform for building a unified namespace. And that's, you know, what Highbyte, Highbyte's like the one purpose-built tool for building a unified namespace. Uh, here's a quick quote from Tony Payne. In the past 12 months, we've proven product market fit across a wide variety of vertical markets, including pharmaceuticals, food and beverage, paper and packaging, industrial products. Now it's the time for us to put a foot on the gas and take high bite to the moon. No, I'm just kidding. I added that. Um, this investment validates our mission and is essential for the next stage of our growth. So that's really cool, really exciting. Um, yeah, high bite. Yeah, we're using Highbyte on several of those uh, vertical markets that they mentioned as well in our projects. So, or with Intellix projects. All right. So, all right, live development. All right, took took me seven minutes longer to get through this. I hope hope to get through it in twenty to thirty minutes next time, and then leave like thirty to forty minutes for live development. So today is pretty straightforward. Um, let me just pull up window. All right, so what are we doing today? All right, so we're starting a new live development series, building an industry 4.0 application, right? 
2022 update, right? We've done something like this in 2020, 2018. Um, and you know, we're, this is something that everyone in mentorship is sort of doing on their own as well. But I wanted to, in addition to that, um, you know, because of the growth of the community and because of the success of the community, I wanted to provide even more free value to the, to this YouTube, to this weekly live stream. So on the weeks that we're not having, um, you know, a specific training or not having a guest on the podcast, we're going to be, you know, adding to this live development series. So today we're going to start off by installing a virtual machine software. Um, you know, I'm running the MacBook, uh, and you know, MacBook, the new MacBook pro with the M one processor. So, you know, there's a little trick to that. Um, then we're going to restore windows virtual machine. I've already downloaded it. Um, and it, it'll run for like three months without a license. And then we're going to install Ignition's latest version and we're going to install MySQL. So we're just trying to get the platform built today and then we're going to start building on it um, in, the, in the following weeks. All right, hold on. Let me share my screen here. All right, I'm going to go ahead and share my main window here. So let me know if you guys can see that. Johan, uh, Henry said Johan's true, but I'm undercover in Norway. <laughs> That's a Finnish name. <laughs> um, Satish said, I do integration of HMI with Ekman CNC cutting machines. They use CodeSys. How fits CodeSys in this technology stack? Um, if you, I don't know which platform you're using. Or so it's a CNC cutting machine with CodeSys. So my uncle actually works with Wago and Wago PLCs use CodeSys. So they have all of the libraries for so you know think of your think of it as turning it into an edge gateway your hmi um your ekman hmi with your cnc turn that into an edge gateway and republish it to a unified publish model the information publish it to a unified namespace in a report by exception edge driven lightweight and open format then you then you're building your unified namespace then you're building your iot infrastructure all right so I've already went ahead and installed VMware, but um, if you guys want to see, um, I'm using VMware Fusion in the mentorship 99-step uh, practical. The instructions are to use VirtualBox, like by Oracle. I'm a VMware guy. I've used VMware Workstation on Windows and VMware Fusion for Mac. So they actually have a free 30-day trial or you can get vmware fusion player free for personal use so because i'm just using this for personal use i'm going to do i'm going to do that I, I might buy a license if um if i need to but so you can go ahead and um and i'll put the links in in the um in the uh, one note so i've already went ahead and downloaded that um then there was a quick um actually where did it go there's a special download if you have an m1 mac so if you go to vmware fusion player for m1 you'll need to download it's like um it's still in beta but it's it should work so um you know i was setting this up yesterday and today so Hopefully this works when I try to restore the backup, but if it doesn't, we'll, we'll learn together. Um, or I might have to download VirtualBox or something, but, 
or or parallels is another option as well so in fall 2021 they came out with um, the vmware fusion for apple silicon um so yeah there's uh you can click download and then it has the public tech preview for m1 the version is exp experimental so hopefully this works um i've already went ahead and installed it so i'll pull up the uh fusion right now and then this is the um i'll put the link in the OneNote. um downloaded a windows 11 development environment i don't even know they had windows 11 to be honest <laughs> so we're going to restore the windows 11 virtual machine it's a 20 gigabyte download at windows 11 enterprise vm it'll run it said it would run to like three months i think when i downloaded it it's an evaluation license so um windows 11 enterprise evaluation comes with visual studio 2022 and net desktop azure and windows app sdk for c sharp workloads so hopefully this works if not i'll find another solution and we'll you know continue the development next week but uh you make sure you download the correct version of what you're using so if you're using VirtualBox or you know use this download link i'm using vmware so i used that one or you know parallels if i end up having to use parallels we'll use we'll use this link here so i already went ahead and downloaded it so um it doesn't take that long but i'm actually going to go ahead and restore it right now because i have not i wanted to do this live with you guys Rumor has it you can get VMware licenses on eBay for $5, David says. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a rumor or a confirmed theory, but... <laughs> what I used to do for Workstation was I would get licenses off of YouTube. <laughs> they would like blur it out, but then like for one frame, they would have it visible. So you could actually you could see what the license was. Um, but it was for personal use, so it was all good. All right, import an existing VM. So I'm going to hit continue. I'm going to choose the file on my desktop or right, so here are my downloads windows windows dev 2112 eval.vmware so here's the open virtualization format or the .ovf failed to launch helper process what damn it <laughs> oh well <laughs> There goes that. All right. So that is strange. Um, let me try that one more time. Yeah. So again, this is an experimental version of the um, uh, VMware Fusion. So maybe that's something something to do with it. But um, so I should click that. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to have to troubleshoot this on <laughs> fun with live demos, Richard Shaw said. Well, we're almost at the end of the stream anyway. So I, I'd hope to get to at least opening up Windows and like downloading downloading the software. But since this is working, I'll have to fix this offline and I'll share what the update is next time. But um, here's what we'll do instead. We'll just go to, we'll go download the softwares that we we're looking for. So the first one is uh, we'll go to inductiveautomation.com. And uh, download the latest version of Ignition. Previously, I had installed Ignition on Mac, which you can do, but I want to create a virtual environment so that way I can turn it off when I don't need it. 
you know, running and running ignition Java VM and, you know, running ignition Java server and, you know, running a MySQL database, like all the time is not, not the best, you know, so, um, we'll go download the free trial, you know, again, ignition, you can download it and run it for free up to two hours at a time. So it detected that I'm on a Mac, but you can click, see all other operating systems and versions. If you're on Linux, you can do Linux as well. Um, so here's the, you can download strategic partner modules. There's a version archive. If you want to download an older version, like you're working with a customer that has, you know, version 8.0 point, you know, 14, you can do that. Um, I want to just click ignition. Uh, so here's the long-term support versions. Um, that's weird. So like, 8.1.13 is the long-term support stable, but yeah. So that's also the, under the version archive. So we'll go ahead and download the version. Oh, actually, no, we could do 8.1.14 long-term support nightly. So this is, this hasn't been like validated yet. So it's sort of like in the open beta, um, but he heck, why not? Might as well download the, the latest version, 8.1.14 nightly. So I'll go ahead and download that Windows installer. And then uh, you don't need to fill this out. You can just sort of um, skip form and download directly right here. And so for this um, for this project, what I was thinking about doing is like doing like a simulated factory. And we can develop different feature sets for this factory. One of the first things I want to do is uh, develop like a simple OEE engine. Um, and I also wanted to do like a simple CRM, like how would you use your unified namespace to interact with your ERP data and your customer relationship data? Um, so, you know, we're going to set up the environment again. You know, most of you guys have probably already done this, um, either for customers or in your day job. Um, uh, but I wanted to start from the beginning just so you can kind of see the whole process, um, including things that don't work. Uh, Richard Saw says he likes running it on Linux because I run it in non-GUI mode. I save all the overhead running a GUI that I don't really need. Well, you're you're an expert, Richards. <laughs> all right, so there's the Windows. I bet you probably manage your SQL database in the command line too, or something. I use I use uh, MySQL Workbench, and I use um my my sql server studio right I, I use the gui so you know i actually sometimes i'll use the gui to create the table and it'll give you the generate sql script right you can say create table and put the names and the data types and you have the generate table sql script but i like using the gui to build it all out then i'll copy the script and like let's say put it into my application where like you know pressing a button generates the whole back end I might do that. Richard Saw says, uh, and CentOS is free, no expiration. That's good to know. All right, so then I'm going to go download uh, my MySQL. So the, this one's actually pretty easy because I usually just like downloading the uh, installer. So we'll go to downloads, MySQL database service. You want to, so there's the enterprise edition, but there's also the community edition. So download the community one, it's free. Um, you can download like the actual server or you can download the installer. And that's the easiest way to do it, is just download the installer 
and then it sets up an applicate a simple installer application that then you can use to select which products of MySQL you actually want to install. So then um, you can download the web version or the full version. So, you know, we'll just go ahead and uh, download that full version. Uh, no thanks, just start my download. And so that's gonna really start, gonna really start us off for, um, yeah, so like we installed the virtual machine software. Um, VMware Fusion, we restored a Windows virtual machine. There's the link to the Windows VM. Um, we installed Ignition, latest version. I'll add the link to that. And then uh, we installed MySQL, or we downloaded it, right? Um, I'll figure out what the issue is with the virtual machine. If Maybe I'll have to use Parallels with the M1. Or if you guys know, if you guys know a solution for M1, um, like Apple Silicon VMs. I know that was an issue earlier last year, like Mazin. He had the, he had the, um, you know, the, the new MacBook M1 and he was having issues. Jeff Rankin said, I'll be checking to make sure Windows 11 ISO is uploaded. Unfortunately, fortunately, Penn College has hardware to run VMware. So we can easily spin up VMs and ISO files for Windows 10 are already available. Works great. Yes. You know, I would have used like a, a hosted virtual machine. We actually have several of those. Uh, in the back end, but I just wanted to do like a, a, a true development environment so I can develop offline or, you know, I can kind of go along through the process with you. Um, yeah, so. All right. We got nine minutes. Um, you can ask me anything. You can ask me how was my vacation? Why did I get into this industry? Um, you know, you can ask us about 4.0 solutions or Intellic or any of our other integrator partners. Um, that's one thing that we're working on this year is getting more integrator partners into the DTMA process, right? We trained them all up. Like several of our mastermind members are already doing their first DTMAs. Uh, we want to have like partners that when we, someone comes to 4.0 solutions community, they say, hey, 4.0 Solutions, we're looking for someone to do our DTMA. You know, we don't have to do all of them ourselves. We're going to refer them to, you know, Pack IoT with Mario Ishigawa. We're going to refer them to Dave Schultz. We're going to refer them to Factory.ai uh, with Srihari, right? New studio? Yeah, so um, we uh, we just sort of reorganized the whole the whole apartment. Well, not like we, we, we switched around, like, so we sort of separated the living room and the in the kitchen, uh, we being my girlfriend and I, and then I, I rotated my desk. My desk was like this. And, um, now it's like face it. If you, if you saw like last stream, there's like a big window right here. Now I'm facing the window. So it's pretty nice. I don't know if you guys can see what that looks like.
Hello, hello. Can you hear me now? Hello? You good? Sorry about that. Yeah. Shouldn't be moving my computer around. <laughs> All right. Let me know. Thumbs up if you guys can hear me now. Waiting for the delay. Waiting for the delay. All right. We're good. All right. Sweet. Yeah. So, um, and then I got the vibe. Well, I got the vibe board over there. So it's like kind of set up. I use, I use the vibe board as our like living room TV, but then when I need to shoot content or something, I pull it out and do you have a Nintendo in the background? No, no, no Nintendo. <laughs> I do have uh no, actually I don't have any consoles. Just, uh, you know, I used to, I used to play like Xbox 360, but once I got into college, I really stopped playing gaming, never got any more gaming consoles or anything, but, um, We'll do a little bit of computer gaming every now and again. Um, and then uh, I've been playing Roblox. Roblox with my daughter. So she loves playing Roblox. And so like I'll jump in that. She, we even got my girlfriend Anna to play with us. And we do like, it's like kind of like a plot. There's like all these different mini games. And that's what's cool about Roblox is like the, the kids, like you could develop a Roblox game yourself. Like it's kind of low barrier to entry. So some of the levels are developed by like the actual users themselves but um some of them are like platformers like you can jump like sort of like mario or um you know just other role-playing games there's like economy games so it's pretty fun um yeah what do you guys play do you guys play any do you guys what do you guys do for your fun time uh, besides work I like thinking about buying a Tesla. That's something I've been thinking about for like a really long time, but I haven't haven't gotten myself to do it yet. I've, I've been investing in Tesla, but I haven't, you know, Tesla to the moon. But I haven't, uh, Alan keeps his wife happy in the free time. Yeah, I, I swear, like every other day, I'm like pulling up the website and seeing what the delivery dates are. And like, even though I know pretty much everything about like, you know, the Tesla and stuff, but, um, you know, I just can't decide like, do I get the cheapest Model 3 that they have? Or do I get like a Model Y, which I think would work really well for me? Or do I just go all out, get the Model S? Lad would be too ridiculous, but like get that Model S and just sort of, um, I don't know. But, you know, knowing me, I'll probably still, I'll probably, I do have a Cybertruck on reserve reservation. So at the very least, when the Cybertruck comes out, like I will, I will take delivery of my Cybertruck on pre-order. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like I, I just would love a Tesla and like drive it around. I would take it on road trips. Model Y would be really sweet because like, you can you can set up like a sofa in, or a, like a mattress in the back and you can go car camping. So that'd be pretty fun. You know, take the girlfriend out and do some car camping. Jo Johan likes skiing and programming other things. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to doing this live development um, and getting getting some getting my programmer hat back on i haven't done it in a while i've been focusing on you know content media community uh, demand generation looking forward to getting more programming done and some some people didn't even realize that like i i used to do um a lot of SCADA development and automation so jeff reserved two cyber trucks probably one million will be delivered before my name is up i actually ordered i, I pre-ordered the single motor so i don't even know if they're going to make that they just recently announced they're doing quad motor Cybertruck to sort of compete with like the Rivian quad motor. So what will probably end up happening is they'll just do a quad motor, a tri-motor and a dual motor. 
And so I'll probably have to upgrade my reservation to the dual motor. Um, but yeah, that should be, that thing's really beast. Like the, the stainless steel doors and no paint, like it would work really well for Salt Lake City. So I don't have to worry about like, you know, the, like salt and grind and, you know, having dual motor would be nice. So you sort of have all wheel drive, uh, get, some, get some snow tires on it. I was thinking about, oh, I could like, I could put a snow plow on the front of my cyber truck and then start a snow plowing business and have it like autonomously go snow plow or something like that. But anyways, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to stop ranting. Uh, we've reached our time for the day. Um, love you guys. We'll see you guys in the next week. Join the industry 4.0 community discord server. Um, reach out, book a call. Um, the, the mastermind accelerator track is starting in February 2nd. So if you're not already in mastermind, now's a great time to join. Um, go through the first 12 months of mastermind in 12 weeks and get access to this whole year's worth of mastermind content that's coming. Uh, really looking forward to that and working with you guys and, and seeing you guys grow your business and grow as professionals. Um, that's something that I did. I invested over $5,000 into my personal growth in 2021 alone. So I've seen, I've seen it work for myself. I'm, I'm getting better as a professional and seeing, seeing the success of the students in the program. It's just something I truly love. It warms my heart up. So thank you, everyone. See you guys next week. Peace.